Amen. Um, this morning, uh, Pastor Marcus, I started last week um, teaching on divine health. And um, how many of you remember how long God promises us to live? Anybody remember? 120 years, he says in Genesis, that we can live 120 years. Amen. And so last week, we, um, the Lord had me minister on that. And a couple, you know, you know there's things that you can do to lengthen your life. Right? We know that in the natural. There's things you can do to lengthen your life. Did you also know that there's things you can do to shorten your life? Come on. Yeah. And so, uh, how many of you want to lengthen your life? Amen. Me. Raise your hand. Me. You don't want your life to be shortened. You want to have a long life. Right? And you want to have a good life on the earth. Not just a long life where, you know, there's pain and suffering and when you get older, you're achy and grumpy and crabby. You don't want to be an old an old grumpy man or an old bitter woman we don't want that right we want to have a good life and God promises us the best and so a couple of things uh, just to recap we talked about we have to watch the words of our mouth amen we have to watch our tongue what are we saying about our bodies are we talking about every ache and pain amen are we um, using the wrong kind of words talking ill of others you know, hurting others with our words, those things, gossiping, those things will shorten our life, right? Um, how about, um, then we talked about you have to be a fighter. Yeah. You got to be a fighter. Yeah. You've, not in the natural right. where you're, who, hey, who, oh, they looked at me, they looked at me funny, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a fighter in the things of the spirit. Um, you're going to fight to live. I remember Brother Hagen said when he was on um, his deathbed, he was 16 years old and he was dying, and, and um, he had the will to live. And he asked his, I don't remember if it was his mother or grandmother, and he said, if I want to live, will that help? And she said, that's 50% of the battle right there. That's 50%. So you have to want to live, right? When you're going through situations uh, with your body, you have to want to live long. You have to have the will to, uh, to, you know, be a fighter and say, no devil, you're not touching my body. Those symptoms may try and get on my body, but my body is a healed body. And symptoms are not going to take my healing from me. Symptoms aren't taking divine health from me. God has promised us. See, before, you know, we did start with this, and let me just remind you, it is always God's will to heal you. It's always his will to heal you. There's many healing scriptures, and, and we have a, um, on the podcast, there's a, there is a message uh, titled Healing Scriptures, but it's always God's will to heal you. You have to know that he wants you to live long. You have to know that he wants you to be strong. You have to know that, that he wants you to uh, have a good life, amen, and for your body to be strong and healthy, right? Amen. So we're going to continue that message this morning, and... Um, I don't think I'm going to finish it, but that's okay. I can do it another time, and I don't have to do it next Sunday either. But let's just pray, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. I thank you, Father, that your word uh, brings life. It brings health and healing to our bodies, Father, according to Proverbs. I thank you, Father, that your plan for this service, it comes to pass. 
in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for utterances coming forth by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, your will be done in this service. If you believe that, say amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to talk about the third thing this morning. This was actually one of the last things on my list. You know, there's many things you can do, right? You know, if you want your body to be physical, physically strong, there's many things you can do, right? You can eat right, right? Stop eating all those, all those chocolate. You know, someone gave me a box of C's chocolate. It was a two-pound box. I love C's chocolate. And so I had it up and I keep it, I keep it in my bedroom because I'm like, I have a little piece of chocolate before I go to bed. You know, this was a while back, about a year or so ago. And Pastor Marcus, he came up one day, he's like, where did all those chocolates go? I said, I don't know. I, I think I ate the whole two pound, not all at once, but slowly, right? But you know that there are things that will add to your physical health, right? So we have, we're watching what we eat. Just the same way, you know, you're, you're going to uh, watch your nutrition. You're going to exercise, right? Um, you're going to get up and move around. Well, in the same way, there's things that add to our um, longevity in the spirit. Amen? Amen? It's not just the physical aspects. There's things we can do that affect us spiritually. And what affects us spiritually, how many of you know how we walk things out in the spirit affects our physical body? Right? That's why we talked about the tongue. Because it's a spiritual law. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you're constantly speaking negative, speaking ill will, you're angry all the time. You're bitter. You, you have unforgiveness in your heart. You're going to cut your life short. And so this morning we're going to talk about the third thing uh, to do to live a long life. Long and strong. Long and strong life. Know that God wants you to live long. He wants you to live strong. And he wants you to live good. Good life. Amen. Uh, so the third thing we're going to talk about today is forgiveness. This is going to be a shouting service today, right? We're going to talk about something exciting. I said it, forgiveness. Amen. Is that really important, Pastor? Do we really need to talk about forgiveness? Yes. We need to talk about it because Jesus talks about it. Amen. So let's open our Bibles this morning to Mark chapter 11. Praise the Lord. We know these verses in Mark 11, 23. 24, they're about faith, amen, 22, half of God kind of faith. But Jesus says something after he's talking about faith. And how many of you know we have to, um, we have to, uh, to, to have faith, we have to forgive. Amen. amen. If we want to have strong faith, we have to be forgivers. We have to be lovers. Amen. So Mark eleven twenty five says this. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, just underline that. If you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, Jesus says, you don't have to forgive him. Not if they did something really bad. If they really hurt your feelings, you don't need to forgive. You can just, you know, no. You can show them some revenge, right? Is that what Jesus said? He said, no. If you have anything against anyone, what, is the next, what are the next two words? Forgive. forgive him. Forgive him. Forgive him. Forgive him. Who said this? Who said this? Was it Pastor Melina? 
No. Who said this? Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Forgive him. And then it goes on to say that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Amen. So that means, what does that mean? It means we have to remove any grudges that we may have. Any ill will. Wrong thoughts about people. Amen. Thinking ill of others. You know, one of my favorite lines, but not really, but it's funny to me. I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget what you did. Right? I've heard people say it. I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. Well, that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says when he forgives us, he wipes away our sins. He doesn't remember them as far as the east is from the west. He's forgiven us. Amen. Praise God. So we, we're supposed to be just like our master. We're supposed to be forgivers, not, not grudge holders, not bitter. I'm going to hold a grudge against them. Now, I'm not saying that someone didn't do you wrong. I'm not saying that what they did didn't hurt your feelings, didn't, didn't hurt you. And it could have been even a physical thing that was done to you. Right? Praise the Lord. I just, I was reading. I've been just, just the last few days just studying this. Lord, Lord just talking to me about forgiveness. So get ready. He's going to have you forgive. He always gives us our answers ahead of time. Right? I love what Brother Copeland says. He said, before I even go into the restaurant, I say, I forgive, Lord. I forgive those. I forgive. And when he wakes up, I forgive anybody today who would try and do me wrong. It is. It's a lifestyle. Amen. And so, uh, so it's our job to forgive. And how many of you know this? God knows more than us. Do you really believe that? God knows more than you. So if he's telling you to forgive, this is a commandment. It's not an option. I mean, you can choose to follow it or not. But it is, it's a commandment. How many of you know when you obey the commandments, you're blessed? There's a blessing, amen? And so that means we have to remove any kind of, you know, maybe someone hurt you years ago, or maybe they hurt you recently. As I said, I was studying, I've been studying on this forgiveness the last few days, and I was reading a story of a man who, um, do we have any kids in here? Okay, not littles. Uh, who, um, who was kidnapped when he was um, eight, eight or ten, and uh, by another person and who did some bad things to him and he got a call as an adult from I think it was a, a counselor and said this man that harmed you is on his deathbed and um, I won't say what he did to him but it wasn't it, it was it was a violent thing and um, this man uh, the counselor said you need to go and see him and forgive him and this man went to the, the hospital room and he forgave this man and he comforted this man when he was on his deathbed. And do you know what healing, what kind of healing takes place when we forgive? Now you may say, I could never do that. But God's not asking you to do it in your own natural ability. And that's where the world, that's where even Christians, we can miss it. We think, I can't do that. I could never forgive someone who did, so, did something so terrible. But with the love of God on the inside of you. That's right. The love of God. See, because we're called to be supernatural people. Yep. 
Not natural people, but supernatural people. And in the supernatural, God puts his super on our natural, we can forgive. We can love. We, we can, now, now, if someone did you wrong, that's not saying, just because you forgive doesn't mean you're approving of what they did. Let me just make that clear. You know, the world would try to portray forgiveness as weak. It's a weakness. It's submitting to that person. It's giving them the upper hand. That's how, that's how our culture portrays forgiveness. But I'm telling you right now, if Jesus says to forgive, it's a strength. It's a strength of your character if you can forgive. It's a strength of my character if I can forgive. Amen. So Jesus said right here, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Praise the Lord. If Jesus said to do it, we can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's, let's look at uh, Mark chapter 12. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 12. Aren't you glad we have answers? We have answers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus gives us the ability, the, the things to do for a long life. And having a soft heart is, is conducive to living a long life. Forgiving others, letting things go. I said letting things go. You can't hold on to things in the past and move forward with God. It's, you can't do both. You're trying to move forward in your life. You're trying to press into what God has for you. This is our year, 2022. What did we say? We're pressing in to what God has for us this year. Well, you can't move forward with God. You can't have the abundant life he has promised you. I can't have it if I'm holding on to the past. I'm holding on to hurt. I'm holding on to that grudge. I'm holding on to resentment. I have this plan of vengeance that I plan to carry out. Right? You, you're not going to move forward. The, you know, what did Paul say? I don't look to the past, but I'm pressing on. He said, I forget the past. I forget the past. I forget it, and I'm moving forward. Paul had to forgive himself. Because he was there when they, when they martyred, when Stephen was killed. Yeah, he consented to his death when he was stoned. So he saw Christians. He was a persecutor of the Christians. So he had to forgive himself. It's important that not only do we forgive others, but we forgive ourselves. Because the enemy would try and take what you did, and it may have been wrong. What Paul did was wrong. Right? But he, wasn't, he wasn't a born again, he wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a follower of Jesus. And he persecuted those who followed Jesus. But he said, what did he say? He said, I forget those things that are behind. And I press on. He had to forget his past. Do you know with the help of Jesus, you can forget your past? The wrong things that were done to you, the wrong things that you may have done, you can forget those things and move on into the abundant life. Move on into the glorious life that God has for you. And you know when you do that, there are people connected to you. Your family, your children, come on, could be even some co-workers. I don't know. They're going to see that you're letting go of the past and you're moving forward. 
There's a blessing there, amen? Mark 12, 29 says this. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Amen. So our, those commandments that Jesus gave us to love him with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, right? But what else? To love our neighbor. Love our neighbor. To love our neighbor. Amen. And he said, this is Jesus. He said, there's no other commandment greater than these. There's no, you may think, well, the, you know, the, the Ten Commandments, Jesus said, you know, uh, gave them to Moses. God gave them to Moses and said, you shall not commit murder. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. Right? But Jesus said, there's no other commandment greater than these, that you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself. He goes, you know, it, it goes on to say um, in the New Testament that when you walk in love, you're fulfilling all those other commandments. If you will just walk in the love of God, love him and love your neighbor, guess what? You're going to fulfill all those other commandments. You're not going to lie. You're not going to commit murder. You're not going to steal. You're not going to commit adultery. Right? You're going you're gonna to walk in the love of God. You're going to be thinking of others, and you're going to do what he tells you to do. So you won't be doing all those other things. Amen? Now, we have a, a commandment to love one another, and um, there is... Uh, the Bible says in Romans 13, 8, you don't have to go there, but I'm going to read this to you. It says, no, owe no one anything except to love one another. Owe no one anything except to love one another. Amen. Jesus is teaching us we've got to walk in love. And forgiveness is part of that love walk. It's a divine um, it's a commandment from the Lord, but it's, a, it's something that is divine that, all, that we can do because the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. It means you've got his love on the inside of you. We just have to release it. We, how do we do that? We start doing it. How do we release his love? We start obeying whatever he tells us to do. Even when the mind says you can't forgive them. Do you know what they did to you? Do you know what they did to your family? You can't, th that's atrocious. Or, you know, you can't forgive them. They've done this to you over and over and over and over again. That's just who they are. And the enemy would come and lie to you. But we just read, Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone to do what? Forgive. forgive. Amen. So you, if we want to live long and strong, we have to stay out of that strife. We have to stay out of unforgiveness. Amen. Be what happens? Why is it so important to stay out of unforgiveness? Because we hinder the flow of life. We hinder the flow of God's life operating through us, in us, for us. It's like Pastor Marks talks about the kink in the hose. You know, we're, we're believing God for these things. And then all of a sudden we see somebody and we're like, oh. I remember, you see them, you know, like, like I said, you know, uh, you see them at the store, and you're like, hmm, I'm going to go the other way. You know, you're going to avoid them, right? Or uh, one minister said he saw his family member on one side of the road, and he goes, oh, he wanted to walk on the other side. I'm going to go over here. We purposely avoid them, right? 
Praise the Lord. So it's important to obey. Amen. Because um, obedience opens up the flow of blessings. Amen. It opens up the flow of blessings for our life. Amen. Now, what about those, those repeated offenses? Pastor, I'm not forgiving them. They keep doing it over and over to me. You know how many times I've forgiven them? Matter of fact, I don't even expect them. You know, you're, you've come to the point now where you just expect them to always do that. Right? Let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Matthew 18, verse 21. Praise the Lord. You know, disobedience opens the door to the enemy. Not only does it close off the life of God flowing in our lives, but it opens the door to the enemy. So now we give the devil access. We've opened a door. You know, Pastor Marcus and I always say, close all the doors. Check if there's any gaps. Have I let the enemy in in any area? If so, is it in my love walk? I'm going to close that door. And do I have a little bit of unforgiveness? There's a grudge here against this person. Every time I see him, my, my flesh, you get that look on your face. You know, and your spouse is like, what's wrong? Mm, I just saw somebody. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. And that flesh man tries to rise up. Your flesh wants to bring back all the old things that they did to you. Or the things they didn't do for you, you thought they should have. Mm. Matthew 18, 21. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? He said, seven times? You know, you figure one, one time for each day of the week would be good, right? Seven times in a row. And Jesus said to him, no, 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 no. I don't say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So that's like seven days, seven, seven times. That's more than seven times. That's four, 490 times you've got to forgive them. Have they hurt you 490 times? Well, Pastor, I don't know, but they're pretty close. Listen, you need to let it go and forgive. Amen. Don't allow the enemy to keep. You know what he'll do? He'll throw it back up in your face. He'll throw it. You could be washing. I one time I was washing the dishes. I'm like, just, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. You know, and right up above, this is in my old house, I had this sign. And it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I had that sign because I had to remind myself. I Marcus is, Pastor Marcus is pointing to himself. I, I had to have that sign so I could remember that I can forgive, that I can walk in love, that I can do the word. I had to see, I can do it, I can do it. So I'm just having a grand old time, I'm just washing my dishes, you know. The Lord always talks to you in certain places. Well, he always talks to me when I start to clean. I'm in my kitchen, he starts talking to me. I was praising the Lord. I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus, it's a good day. And all of a sudden, you know, this thing pops up about someone that did something to me. And I'm all, just for a moment. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because I see, you got to realize how the devil works. He'll just throw a fiery dart right at your mind. No, 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 no. I already forgave that person. Because the, the, the enemy will say, you don't really forgive. You didn't forgive them because now you start feeling. So your body starts to feel a certain way. And the devil comes with, see, I thought you forgave him. I guess you, you didn't forgive. So then you start doubting yourself. Maybe I didn't forgive him. And I said, no, no, no. I already forgave them. And I did it by faith. I'm not saying it was easy. But if we say it's hard, then it'll be hard. So I never said, oh, it's so hard to forgive. No, it's easy. I can always do what God tells me to do. If he told me to do it, he's going to strengthen me. He's going to give me the strength, give me the power to do it. So I'm washing those dishes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I already forgave him, devil. That's too late. Like, don't even try and bring that back here. He'll always try and bring things back. 
that you, you know, you're like, I overcame that. Yeah, I feel good, man. I overcame that. And the next thing you know, you see someone, you're like, hmm. They're like, man, I thought I overcame that. And there they are. No, I did overcome it. Devil, don't even try and bring that back. You've got to tell him, no, I already forgave them. Hallelujah. And then I, I said, thank you, Father. And I bless them. They are a blessing to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew 5. This is what Jesus says to do. He says to bless your enemies. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Say amen when you get there, Matthew 5, 43. Praise God. Forgiveness is an act of obedience, amen. It's an act of strength, and we can forgive by faith. And even if this culture perceives it as a sign of weakness, it's not. It is an act of strength. Anything God tells us to do is for our benefit. Matthew 5, 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Who does that sound like? That sounds like the world, right? Oh, no, I only love those who love me. If they hate me, I hate them. Right? That's what our culture says. Verse 44. But I say to you, this is what Jesus said, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Say that with me. I love my enemies. I love my enemies. And then he says, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And then pray for those. Come on. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. Jesus is giving us the formula right here. When you have someone who has done something wrong to you, hurt you, and it is truly, uh, it's truly wrong what they did. It's not just you got offended because they looked at you the wrong way, you know, or they didn't send you a birthday card on your birthday. They didn't even send me a birthday text, you know. They didn't even hit like on my social media or whatever. You know, it's, I'm not talking about silly things like that. I'm talking about something that is truly harmful because there are people out there that the enemy uses to do evil things, right? We know that. So bless, it says love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for them. I tell you, something happens when you will pray for those who have hurt you, who have used you. You just do it by faith. It may seem like, you know, the oddest thing. Why would I bless someone who purposefully hurt me? Because Jesus said to do it. And because Jesus knows more than me. He knows best. And if he said to do it, I don't have to figure it out. I'm just going to do what the word says. And so I bless that person, Lord. And this is what I would say. I love them. I bless them, Lord. I speak blessings over them. And if they're not born again, Lord, bring them into the kingdom of God. And I tell you, your heart will change. Now, we're talking about living a long life. We're talking about living a long life, right? Obedience releases the power of God in your life. Right? It'll, it releases the blessings of God. What are the blessings of God? A long life. A long life. Disobedience will hinder the blessings of, to flow. Now, I want to read to you some, some studies the world has done on forgiveness. Are you ready? Okay. There are some studies that they find that, surprise, surprise, they find there are connections between forgiveness and physical, mental, and spiritual health. Amen? And that the, there's evidence that forgiveness 
plays a key role in the health of not just a person, but families, communities, and nations, right? Amen. John Hopkins, they did a study, and they said, studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health. What does forgiveness do? Lowers the risk of heart attack. Improves cholesterol levels and sleep. Hey. You can actually sleep if you'll forgive. <laughs> That's my problem, Pastor. I was wondering. Because you know you're laying in bed. You're thinking about that person, what they did to you, and what you should have said. And then you have this whole, co- you have this whole scenario in your head the next time you see them, what you're going to say. This is what I'm going to say, right? Come on. It reduces pain when you forgive. It reduces blood pressure, anxiety, depression, and stress. So research points to an increase of health correlated with forgiveness. Praise the Lord. And it's not just about saying the words, though we do need to say, I forgive. But there's an action to it. There's an action to it. What's one of the actions we just talked about? Blessing them. Praying for them. Amen. Now, this is interesting to me. In June 2011, the Journal of Behavioral Medicine, they came out with an article. It's called Forgive to Live. Forgive to Live. Forgiveness, Health, and Longevity. Amen. Praise the Lord. So they did this. They did a study of 1,500 adults that were age 66 and up. Okay. And they, they conducted face-to-face interviews. They asked them questions. And um, they were, it was a a group of Christians, past Christians, they were no longer Christians, and then those who were non-religious, okay, so three groups of people. And they asked them a series of questions to assess their attitude about forgiveness, right? And there were seven scales, unforgiveness of others, conditional forgiveness, you know, you can have conditions to forgiving people. Well, I'll forgive them if they do this, right? I'll forgive them when they do that. Uh, so there are other skills in that, that they, they talked about or they interviewed them on. So after three years of these interviews, they tried to bring all these 1,500 people back. Well, 208 had died, okay, within those three years. 208, say 208. 268, they, various reasons they couldn't interview them. But there were 1,024 that came back that they were successfully re-interviewed. Okay, but guess what they found out? It was actually the 208, say 208, 208. deceased participants who proved crucial to the study. Now, are you ready? So, out of these 1,500, the 208 um, had something in common. They had something statistically significant. They had conditional forgiveness for others. These participants affirmed, before I can forgive others, they must apologize to me for the things that they've done. Or, before I can forgive others, they must promise not to do the same thing again. Those 208, say 208, that had these conditions were more likely to die in those three years. Isn't that interesting? 
I just found that so interesting. So the next time your husband comes to you and wants to apologize, <laughs> well, I can, I, I only forgive you if you promise to never do that again. What, that, what is that? That's conditional forgiveness. Come on. Well, I'm only going to forgive if they apologize to me. We don't, that's not how we live. That, those 208, they had conditions to their forgiveness. There are no conditions to the forgiveness of God. What did Jesus say when he was dying on the cross? What did he say? He said to the Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He is our example of forgiveness. Amen. There are no conditions to forgiving. No one owes me an apology. Hey, you may have to work on that. I'll just be honest. Sometimes I get all. Pastor Marcus said I'm like a teapot. He called me the other day. He said, are you steaming still? You know how a teapot just sits on there and steams, you know. I'm like, huh, no, I'm good, I'm good, right? He, he talked to me. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. But see, we can get into this mode simmering. That's what he says. Are you still simmering like that teapot? You know, you just simmer, you're driving. Or, you know, you go throughout your day, you're walking around your house, and you're still upset. And your husband knows you're upset, right? Back in the day, I don't do it anymore. But back in the day, I was like, slam in the cupboards and hmm hmm you know he's sitting over there and i'm like you know he didn't he what did you say Conscience clear i don't know about that he just sit there he just sit there and ignore me and i would just make a scene i mean i was throwing a fit and then you know i had three babies three babies and here's my thing i had three babies under the age of five you know people have Harder things than that. That's easy, okay? But me, I was I had that victim mentality. The victim mentality. That is so dangerous. I got three kids, and I'm so tired. He's sitting over there, you know, just watching TV, you know. And I and then I heard Billy Brim. Billy Brim. She said how she put her little scripture on the inside of her cupboard. So I opened up my cupboard and I wrote it down on a piece of three by five card and I put it up there. You know what I put? The love chapter. Love is not touchy. Come on. It's not fretful. It, it forgives. Doesn't even notice. Here's the part that got me. I said, Lord, it says, doesn't even notice when others do you wrong. Man, if you don't notice when others do you wrong, you're acting like nothing ever even happened. Matter of fact, you're acting like it didn't even happen so much you don't even talk about it. Matter of fact, you're acting like it didn't even happen so much you don't even think about it. Now, what? but what do we have to do? Renew our mind to that scripture. I had to get scriptures to help me not be touchy. I'm not touchy. I'm, you know, because he didn't do one thing for me. You know, I got, mm -hmm. you owe me an apology. You know, that's how the world is. You owe me an you owe me a whatever, you know. You owe me some flowers. You owe me chocolate, you know. But the Bible says that we don't owe anybody anything but to love. So I shouldn't expect him to owe me anything, you know. Because love forgives and love doesn't even notice. Praise the Lord. And Pastor Marcus said, hallelujah. Don't even notice when others do you wrong. So this study showed that those who had conditions yeah. like they still listen to this they still forgave yeah. but they had conditions to their forgiveness yeah. they still forgave 
but they had conditions to their forgiveness. That's where we got to be careful. No conditions. Jesus didn't have any conditions. Do you know Jesus doesn't have any conditions for us? He doesn't say, well, you got to do this, and you got to do that, and then I'll forgive you. He just, he's just asked me. Just repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I want to make things right. And he forgives us. Just like that. He doesn't say, get down on your knees. Kiss my feet. You owe me an apology. You know, you keep doing this over and over. He doesn't do that. And we shouldn't treat others that way. Amen. So we should not have any conditions. Say no conditions for forgiveness. It's an, and we should start saying, it's easy for me to forgive. But what I want to remind you is this. I had to renew my mind. I had to put my scriptures up to help me. You have scriptures in your Bible. How many of you have your Bible? You can even have it on a device, but you've got your Bible. This is your sword. This Bible, the scripture in it that I wrote down in 1 Corinthians 13, it was able to wipe out that, uh, that touchiness, that unforgiving heart, to let it go, amen, to let things go and move forward. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this study basically showed that unforgiveness leads to physical, a decreased physical health. Yeah. Decreased physical health. I saw a thing on Good Morning America years ago about all these people that had lived to 100. They call them centennials. I think I'm saying that right. They live to a, at least 100. You know, some of them smoked. Some of them had bacon and eggs every morning. You know, they weren't the healthiest eaters, the health, you know, but you know one thing they all had in common? They let things go. That's what they found. They just let things go. Even like if someone were to a death in the family, they had something tragic happen, you know what they did? They would let it go. They just let it, these are people, some of them probably weren't even born again, but they had a common trait. They just let things go. You know, if we want to enjoy life, we have to just let those things go that other people have done. Let go of the expectations that you have of what you think someone else should do for you. Yes, yeah, stay on the mercy side. Amen. Stay on the mercy side of God. Forgive. Amen. Decide today, I'm going to be a forgiver. I'm a lover. I'm not a hater. I'm going to forgive others. I'm going to let things go so I can be, you know, that, that affects your physical health. But it also affects your spiritual health. Spiritual health. Faith works by love. How many of you have things you're believing God for? You're standing on this year. You're pressing into these things. I want to live long and live strong. How do we do that? We forgive. We're quick to forgive. We don't even notice when others do us wrong. We're like, okay, Lord. And you know, I've had to do this by faith. Sometimes it may seem hard. And you just have to say, Lord, just go to him. Open up your heart. Say, Lord, this seems like a hard thing, but you told me to do it. So, Lord, I ask you, and I've done this before, help me forgive them. Help me forgive them. I'm doing it by faith. I forgive. By faith. Even that time when I was washing the dishes, I'm like, nope, I already forgave them. I did it by faith. It's done. And then when I see them, guess what I did? I put action to my forgiveness. I saw them at the Wally Mart. You know, you're going to run into everybody at Walmart. And I went up to them, and I first I wanted to go the other way, and I said, no, I already forgave them. So I'm putting action to my forgiveness. I'm not letting my feelings rule me. I'm not letting my emotions uh, dictate what I do in life, how I respond. We're not 
to be emotionally led. Well, I'm angry, so I'm going to act on that. No, I'm choosing to do what does the Bible say. So I made a decision. I saw that person. I went over there. Good to see you. And I was being genuine, like by faith, you know. And I gave him a big hug. Do you know what happened the minute I did that? And I'm not going to say that this will happen for you. But the minute I gave that person a hug, I felt the love of God just come over me. And I literally had a genuine, man, I love them. I love them so much. It was so good to see them. It wasn't like that before. It wasn't like that before. But I determined, I'm not going to live my life in unforgiveness. And you know what that does? It torments your mind. It torments your mind. Over and over, the enemy will constantly bring it back if you allow him to. So you have to be like, no, I'm done with this. It's over. I've decided to forgive once and for all. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about what they did. I call it easy because God said yoking up with him is sweet and easy. It's easy to forgive. I'm not going to meditate on it when I'm lying in bed what they did to me. Right? I'm not going to think about it anymore. And I'm going to say, I'm a lover. I'm not a hater. I forgive others. Quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. And if you've done something wrong, be quick to repent. Amen? Amen. Quick to repent. Don't just, don't be like, well, you know, Pastor said you have to forgive me. And then you keep doing the wrong thing. Because you're like, you know, I'm going to slide on in. You know, Pastor said, Pastor said you have to forgive me. And I can keep doing the wrong thing. That wouldn't be walking in love, right? All right, amen. Let's pray this morning. Because God wants us to live long. He wants us to be strong. Amen. So there's things that maybe have come across your path, across your life. You know, it's like duck off a of water's back. You know, the, the duck, the water just hits it and it just, you can see it on top, but it doesn't get inside. Don't let hurts, offenses, unforgiveness get inside of you. Because when it gets inside of you, when it gets inside of us, that's when we can become bitter. And then we can become hard. And we can miss out on the love of God. The, there, there's, there's a softness. There's a peace to his love. There's a joy to, to walking in his obedience. Amen. And so we just have to determine, I want to live long. I want to live strong. Not only that, I'm going to be an example to my children. Amen. But it'll add peace to your thought life if you'll forgive. Amen. Say nothing's too hard for God. So nothing's too hard for me. Nothing's too hard. You can do it. Amen. All right. Let's pray this morning. Father, I just thank you, Lord. If, you're, if, you're, if this is something that maybe this morning as I was ministering to you, that there was something that just came up like, oh, yes, I need to forgive that person or I need to let that situation go. You know, just just bow our heads this morning. And we're just going to pray over that. Because as I was getting ready to minister this, the Lord's like, this is important. So I didn't really want to share on this. But the Lord's like, this is important. It's important to forgive and let, let people go. Bless them. Forgive them. And let go of the hurt that's in your heart. You do it by faith. So, Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you give us the strength, Lord. Father, you said to forgive if we have anything against anyone, to forgive them. 
So, Father God, we come to you this morning. Holy Spirit, if there's anything in our hearts, you've revealed it to us that we need to, those people, we need to let them go. We do it by faith this morning. And we're so grateful for the help of the Holy Spirit that helps us forgive. That leads us to a long life, a, a longevity on this earth as we are quick to forgive and quick to repent, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your divine help. We thank you, Father, for that person, that situation. Lord, we lift them up before you. We bless them by faith. Father, I thank you for your divine help for the people here this morning, that you make it uh, plain to them, those people, situations that, that we ought to forgive them. And you help us let it go. We let it go by faith, Lord. We let them go. Say, I let them go. I let it go by faith. God will take care of them. I'm just doing what the Lord told me to do. He says to forgive if I have anything against anyone. And God will take care. He said, God said, vengeance is mine. I'll repay. You're not the one who's supposed to bring vengeance. God will do it. You trust the Lord to take care of that situation. Father, we bless. We bless those people. Any, anything, buddy, that's done us wrong, we bless them, Father. You said bless those who, who've used us. Even those who have used us, we bless them, Lord. We bless them, Lord. We thank you, Father, for bringing the word of salvation, the word of deliverance to those that have hurt us or used us send labors across their path Lord to bring them the word of deliverance and the word of salvation in Jesus name and we thank you Father for the peace of God that reigns in our hearts and in our minds through you Jesus oh yeah as you as we let those things go there'll be more peace in your life more peace more health mm -hmm. more health you just release you know, it's like the little pastor talks about the monkey that's holding on to the banana inside the cage and he can't get out because he's holding on to that banana. But if he'll let go of the banana, he can, he'll be free. There's some things I just see, you know, in the spirit. Just release. Let it go. Just release it. Release it in your heart. Release it in your actions. Release it in your mind. Just I, I'm, give it to the Lord. How do you do that? You give it to the Lord. Lord, I cast this care over on you. I release them by faith. I put them in your hands, Lord. You take care of this situation. You take care of this situation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for that court situation being taken care of. Being taken care of, Father. We put it in your hands. We put it in your hands, Lord. Yes, you are the advocate. You are the advocate. You'll advocate. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, you're the advocator, the strengthener, the helper in that situation, Father. I thank you for divine strength and divine help, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we just let it go. We let it go. We put it in your hands. We release it now, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. It's so easy to do your word. We call it easy. We don't call it hard, but we call it easy. We call it easy, Father. Now, thank you, Father God. Oh, yeah, such peace comes when we do your word. We thank you, Father, for that peace. We thank you, Father. And you know you don't have to worry about anything. God will take care of it. 
You just cast every care on the Lord. Whatever's been concerning you, just give it to God. God will take care of them. God will take care of them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So important to just be obedient. You know, doctor used to say, obey God and leave the consequences to Him. Sometimes we get in the mental arena. We know what we need to do. We know what God's told us to do, but we get in the mental arena trying to figure out, well, if I do that, how's it going to work out? You don't have to figure anything out. Obey God, and He'll take care of the rest, even if it involves other people, other situations. Just obey God and leave the consequences to Him. And He'll take care of it. Amen.